Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in to the Survivor Now podcast. The content is coming up shortly, but first we got to pay some bills. Okay, we are so excited to tell you guys about this great partnership we now have with our good friend Katie over at Katie Tedesco Art. Since 2015, Katie has been running the original Survivor fan shop where she creates Survivor trading cards, Survivor idol keychains, Big Brother keys, and more. We have been huge fans of hers ever since we started ordering our own items. We're huge fans of the Survivor trading cards. I even got my favorite, John Cochran. You can order them in packs, say an entire season, or you can also order your favorite Survivor Castaways cards in individual packs as well. The items come in a timely manner and are handled with care to make sure you, as a customer, are never disappointed. You can check out all of her cool work over at our Etsy site. The link is in our Instagram bio, so just head on over, let her know Survivor Now sent you, and give her a follow. You can find her on Insta, at Katie Tedesco Art. That's all one word, and that's Katie Tedesco, T-E-D-E-S-C-O, Art. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. Today, Jack, Will, and I are discussing this episode of Big Brother 25. It is the HOH competition and the nomination ceremony. Here we go. Um, How are we feeling? So last week, we had uh, a pretty significant defining moment of this season. The power of invincibility was used, and Blue and Jag lived to see another day in the Big Brother house. Yeah, I mean, like... Whenever a power like that is used of that magnitude, it is 100% going to be like a seizing, defining moment. Like that was 100% going to be it. It was billed as that. The power of invincibility. You guys vote. This is important. This is what you need to vote on. So obviously it's going to be an important power. But I don't think any of us kind of expected the way it was played being so important and so entertaining. And we kind of saw the buildup to that at the beginning of this episode, which I think was very revelatory and very nice for everybody watching. Yeah. The, the, the main thing too, with a lot of the evictions is like right before, like a few hours, the feeds cut off for, you know, mm-hmm. so we, we miss out every time there's something big that happens right before an eviction. We aren't privy to it. Um, which I kind of like, I don't like it often, but for last night's ep- or previous episode and, and tonight's episode, I really like that. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what, what did you have any were you surprised by anything you saw in the footage that we saw in the beginning of this episode where things were happening right before the eviction? I mean, I have to say it was I didn't realize that Suri had told Jag that Matt had the power and the power is going to be used on you. Right. And I thought of a couple of things. One, I mean, I didn't think Jag knew, but this yeah. actually was probably a very good move for Suri because we saw that as soon as Suri made it into a room with um, other people from her alliance, everyone was able to be like, ah, Jag knew. Jag had the power. Did you see his reactions? It was artificial. You know, it was it was that. And Suri was able to feed into that while protecting Matt. Right. I mean, obviously, people are going to make that up. Obviously, people are going to say, yeah, Jag's reactions were artificial. I mean, 
They would say the same thing about Corey. They would say the same thing about all kinds of people. Like, that's exactly what you're going to do. Anytime that kind of situation happens, that's what you're going to do. You're going to try to throw the blame on somebody else. I am surprised that Sari actually told Jag, because in my opinion, Jag didn't know. Jag yeah. looked very sullen, looked the way he had looked for the past day almost. I did not expect Jag to actually know beforehand. So that was kind of shocking to me seeing that. Um, seeing that. I mean, we did eventually learn, um, regardless through the feeds, that yeah, Jag did know. Um, but seeing it on the episode to confirm it, it's just, you know, yeah. It's it's another it's another piece of the puzzle. It's another thing to add on to this very in a way layered move yeah. by that mm-hmm. and Suri. Now, I think a leading question too was was Jag's reaction forced? Because just because he knew the power were the the power was gonna be used on him doesn't mean that his reaction was disingenuine, right? Him shaking and, and, you know, being so thankful and crying, I believe that that was genuine at first. But do we think that he went a little over the top of this reaction to make it seem like a surprise, to make it seem like he is more disconnected than what he is, right? Because if he looked like that was coming, right, and knew that Saria was using it or, or something, right, like I feel like, I feel like him hamming it up a little bit could have been beneficial had it not gotten called out almost immediately, if it was artificial. Yeah, I mean, like, definitely hamming up a reaction is... That's a certified strategy. Like, hamming up a reaction... I don't... I I recommend against veering into David Big Brother 22 territory where you're asking, did you use the power on me? Did you use the power on me? Who used the power on me? Did you use it on me? And then Cody making fun of it. That was funny. Um, But going overboard with it is a horrible idea. But I think hamming it up a little bit to build a little bit of sympathy as well as uh, a supposed disconnect with the people around you, I think it's smart. And I think it could work. But this is Jack. I, Jack seems like a nice guy, but I don't think Jack's a very good big brother. <laughs> he was very much in denial this past week. Um, he thought he was safe 100%. Even when America and Corey, the night before the eviction, tell Jag to his face, pretty much he's going home. Jag's like, no, I, I got the votes. We're good. I'm solid. And Jack, and when you're that in the dark where you're literally misted when people are telling you the truth. Maybe there isn't a lot of hope. So I don't know. I think it might. Mm, I don't know. I think. Yeah. Poor Jag. I, I couldn't tell if he still thought he wasn't getting votes going into it, even though Sari mm-hmm. had said the power is going to be used. I'm not sure if she went as far as to tell him you're going to get the votes. I, I wasn't sure about that. I thought it was, again, I, I thought Suri got to Jag at just the right time, at just yeah. the right time to give this information. And I thought that that was really interesting. I mean, we do see that obviously Cameron and Red are uh, annoyed by the fact that this was used, obviously. I mean, Cameron's HOH made was nothing um, yeah. at this point. And we do also get, America gets a lot of screen time this episode. 
in very interesting ways. And this is the first moment where America tells Izzy that she, her mind is automatically going to Matt as the one who won the power and used it. So this is yeah, interesting. Um, we see America as a game player this episode highlighted in a very interesting way. Yeah, I mean, we if you've been watching the feeds, um, America is a very active player. She, in a way, is a type of old school kind of player where she is um, she is hardcore going against that power structure. She doesn't want that uh, to run her game. Uh, and I, I think everybody loves it. I personally love it. I, Matt, I know you love it a lot. <laughs> um, and, you know, it's nice to see uh, an edit kind of being built up for America because we're finally get to see the thoughts of a truly dynamic and truly individual player, not someone who's being absolutely minded by Sari or Sari. It's an actual individual player who's really wanting to play the best game they can to, you know, get far and do well. And I can really, really respect that. And I think, you know, think with this edit tonight, maybe some people are regretting not voting America for that power last week uh, or not voting enough for America for last week. I mean, that's what happens when you're invisible from the edit for the first three weeks, only to then get screen time during the one competition right before the vote. Uh, personally, I'm really proud of, not proud, but like surprised by America, because at first I didn't write her off entirely, but she was always just like a background character. You know, I was so focused on like Hysome, on Sari, Izzy, Corey, and that, that sort of group, where America is slowly but surely building herself up as a serious player, as someone that's not just going to play Suri's game and inactive. And whether or not she plays a good game, a bad game, great game, or whatever, I will always love and respect an active player because they are way better than good, boring uh, floaters or coasters. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, being passive in the Big Brother house is one of the worst things you can do. On Survivor, you um, it is an edited show. It is edited after the fact. So if you play passive on the island, you may be edited as a super zany or super active player. On Big Brother, there's no hiding. If you are passive, you're going to be passive, and people are going to see that in real time. And so we like active players on Big Brother because that's what we actually get. Because we're actually able to see them being active, and we don't see all the little nuances in between thanks to an hour or now 90 minute uh, episode of reality television. Hmm. That, that's interesting because something um, Eric Abraham always says, a part of the survivor podcast, he always says that if something didn't catch the cameras or didn't leave the editing room, it didn't happen on survivor. Yep. And that is, I think the biggest plus with big brother, right? Where everything happens, right? We get we see every little thing on feed. Sometimes whether it's entertaining, good gameplay, it doesn't have to be shown on the TV for it to happen and for it to exist. Maybe it doesn't exist to the casuals, but I just want to throw that in there because I was talking to Abe last night about you know the editing of Big Brother versus the feeds versus Survivor. Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. Now I do want to talk a little bit more as we sp speak about editing. I do want to talk about America's edit in this episode, but a little bit later when we see more from her after the HOH. But for now, mm -hmm. I need one of you to walk me through what happened with Suri telling Jag 
that the power was going to get used on him, but then telling Jared and then Jared going to Jag and then Jag going to Suri and then Suri going to Jared and then Jared going to Jag. Did I get that right? Did I get that path of events correct? Yeah, you're pretty close. Um, well, it's it's uh, so um, revelatory of how everybody is playing this season. Let, let's not even say it's just one or two people, how everybody no. is playing this season. Yep. Messy and out of control. Um, even Sari, the one puppeteering everybody, is messy as all, all you know, everything going on. Um, I think, in a way, Sari had her base covered way early, telling Jag early. Uh, but obviously, Sari's got to let her son know, because that's her son, and they're right. number ones in the game. So Jared's got to know. But then, Jared's like, all right, now I got to buy some goodwill with Jag, so I can make sure I have another ally. So Jared's like, all right, I'm going to go tell Jag that I know that he's good, but I'm going to make it subtle so that he doesn't think that. And then Jag gets spooked, and Jag's like, wait a minute. That doesn't seem right. Jared thinks Jared might know. So Jared, or, or Jag goes to Sari and tells Sari, I, I think like Jared might know about this. And Sari's like, oh, there's no way. Who could have told Jared? Who, who could have told Jared? Sari then goes, or Jared then goes to Sari. And they're like, Sari's like, Jared, you cannot be doing that. You screwed up my plan. That is I think it's a big picture of the dynamic of Sari and Jared because while they are mother and son, one of the closest relationships you can be as any two individuals, there's also a disconnect yep. because in a way they're playing two very, very different games. And when there is that slight miscue on information and when there's a slight miscue on who you're talking to about what, if that gets back, it's going to spell bad news. Unfortunately, with a player like Jag, who just doesn't care and doesn't reveal info, it doesn't matter. But yeah. with really any other player, or rather any competent Big Brother player, it would have been – this could have been really, really bad for the two of them. But it's fine. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They're fine. Can we talk about how just – god awful of a move of an idea this is for jared because here's the thing right there's no one he can trust more in life than his mom right so yes. if his mom buys goodwill with jag and if jag gets into any sort of power it's safe to say that sari is going to use her sari magic to make sure that jared's also okay you don't have to go to jag and say all right bro let's you know you're good because then that just ruins, that exposes how tight Sari is with Jared, right? Jag might not know that they're mother and son, but now he should get an idea that they're close. Jag might not care because it's Jag of all people. And Jared got very lucky that he told it to an even more passive player than Jared. But on paper, this is such a dumb move for several, on so many levels, right? You don't have to be the best big brother player or even the best strategist, or even the smartest person to recognize how bad of a move this is. It is awful on so many levels. J like, Jared could have ruined his game, his mom's game, even Izzy's and Felicia's game, and Matt's game. That's that's the thing. Within a relationship like Sari and Jared, 
in a season where they are not an established pair and people really don't know that they're a pair, that can be an overwhelming advantage. And that could really make sure that they have the edge on any player. However, I think in any other season, it could also be a pretty big disadvantage with the way they're playing the game. I think on this season and only this season, they're fine because there's not enough competent and realistically active players in that house to really do anything about that knowledge. Um, We see it with blue who literally knows that Jared has his mom in the house and does nothing. It does nothing. And then Jag does nothing with this information. Jag could put two and two together like this and go start, go start spilling information, go start spilling a blue. And then maybe blue leads the secret. And now we got a whole thing on our hands, but no, no. no. And like, does Jag forget that he was getting voted out unanimously? Like, you know, I, I yes. get if he doesn't want to do that at first, right? Because, you know, he wants to save himself. He doesn't want to ruin Ceri's game. If there is a power, I get that. But the second that that whole that, you know twist happens, he's saved for the week. Like, he, he gets saved. I would be going to every single person and being like, guys, there's a core in this house. It is Ceri, Jared, Izzy, right? We got to break that up. And then maybe just give enough for Blue. And then Blue can be like, Jared told me his mom's in the house. I I don't know if that's true. I don't know what that is. But either way, this is scary information. Just something, right? Have a power coup. Fans love coup, like coups, right? The coup d'etat. Twists suck. But the idea of power shifts in Big Brother is so compelling. Well, and Jared, you spoke about something that I just want to quickly touch upon, which is the fact that Blue was the one later in the episode, like we're past the HOH at this point, and Blue is the one sure. who basically has to tell Jag that Suri and Felicia are the power players of the season. And then yeah. it's kind of like the, the way it felt like it was edited was then that's when Jag was like, it, it went full circle back to um, Suri spilling the information about Matt having the power. And he sort of Mm -hmm. used that as the, ah, maybe I cannot trust Suri. But, I mean, it really wasn't until sort of Blue initiated that conversation. Yeah. Yep. Um, We we saw um, Thursday night, basically Friday morning, um, we saw these conversations uh, on the feeds with Blue and Jag, where they were actually kind of piecing some things together. And they were actually getting some really, really good reads out of their mouths. Like they were talking to each other and they were, they were getting some good ideas across that actually makes sense. And I think every fan watching the feeds at that point literally lost their mind because we had blue who was down for a showmance and just completely locked in on that a week ago. And Jagger just got evicted because he was so unaware of what was going on. Figure stuff out. It was like, all right, here we go. They're figuring it out. It's finally time. We're going to get some activity. And then all of Friday completely fell apart. Um, Blue just completely kind of – well, Blue didn't completely fall apart, but Blue did kind of fall apart. And Jag just completely reverted back to passive and not really playing a smart game, ratting the wrong people out. It's it's just a mess, and they're both – 
really bad Big Brother players who have one minute or moment of greatness and then just immediately fumble the bag. Immediately. But they're not even the we'll, worst players in the house. Oh, Debatably, no. But, I mean, we're going to talk a little bit more about the live feeds after we're done recapping this season. Uh, sorry, this episode. Not this season, not yet. But See, let's it has, like, 75 days. Yeah. <laughs> let's talk about the HOH competition. It was a knockout. Basically, this could have been done in, like, 15 minutes. I don't know why this went on for so long. Yeah. But basically, two people at a time, uh, they were going to see, like, a love letter appear on screen. And then there was going to be a word, like, a, a noun that was highlighted. And they would have to, then an image would pop up. And they had to say which section the highlighted word appeared in so if the word that was highlighted was like balloon in the image they would have to pick the section where the word balloon uh where the image of a balloon appeared so i mean i love a good knockout this the order of this should tell everyone everything that they needed that's that's the de that's the design of a knockout cop the design of a knockout comp is the person who wins the round picks the next two players to go therefore revealing themselves and who they really trust. However, some people don't really seem to care and don't really seem to notice. Now, this is also feeding into America's great edit because America noticed. And America noticed, well, hey, I've gone a couple times. The, like, Jared only went once. Sari, Felicia, they haven't gone at all. Like, she's painting things and she's figuring things out. But the problem is when you're one of the only people doing that or the only person doing that, it, it doesn't really matter. Also, I'd like to say we saw a variation of this comp, a better one, uh, at Direfest or um, the final, was it 10? Final 10 last season, Big Brother 24. Um, last season's was harder because it was basically trying to find a tiny person in a giant field of people. And it was very, very it was it was admittedly difficult. It, it might take you a few seconds and you may lose. Easy as that. This was so brain numbingly easy. Like yeah. almost every person picking an answer for this competition had their hand on the right button at the right time immediately. Like there was no wait, there was no thought, there was no analyzing. They show the picture. They hear the prompt. The second the, the second the speech is over, bam, button. Like that's when you know a comp is bad. And this was this was. I like the love letters. I, it's nice to always call back to old BB. But man, this competition just sucked. It was so bad. I think the yeah. thing that tripped a lot of the people up was I, I I can't confirm whether it was like this or not. But what seemed like what was happening is that. A, B, and C, the buttons, A, B, and C on the screen were C, B, and A. That's what it seemed like is when they went to go for the one on the right, which they thought was C or, or vice versa, mm -hmm. turned out to yeah. be A on the monitor in terms of how it was mirrored or unmirrored. That's what I think was tripping up the most people based on how many people that happened to. That, that could be a, a challenge, but is that is that like a twist or is that just like poor hindsight on producers i love big brother i don't want this podcast to be all negative of how 
the show has fallen. <laughs> Let's make that clear. We we're super fans of the show. That's why we we're upset whenever things don't go our way because we're we're classic Big Brother fans. Yeah, but yeah, this challenge yeah. was a letdown. Wasn't great, but it's very it's very revelatory. I think any real any if we saw the diary rooms of any of the players, we would really get a good gauge because obviously cam talks are very rare, and um, you know. Diary rooms are also very thinly spread. So when we get a diary room, it's meant to be important, and it's meant to provide a counterpoint. It's meant to provide a statement. It's meant to provide something. And so we would have seen the diary rooms of other players probably, right, probably, if they figured anything out. But yeah. That's, I mean, here's, I have to give, I think it was Bowie Jane, and I'm going to give credit to everyone who deserves a little bit of credit. I think Bowie Jane was the one who turned to the person next to her when they were on the outside and said, like, oh, these, uh, this order, this elimination order is interesting and telling. I think, I think Bowie Jane said that. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, let me know in the comments if I was wrong. Uh, but people should have seen no one picked Suri and Felicia and no mm -hmm. one truly picked Jared. I mean, he did start off, but that was a random draw, but the, no one picked the three of them throughout almost the entire thing. Basically the entire thing. Yeah. Jared was literally never actually picked. It was a random draw at the beginning and he was, I don't think he was ever picked again, right? He was never picked again. Yeah. Wait, was it, was it just him at the end with Izzy? Uh, Is that I, round 11? I, yeah, the, yeah, the end. No, I don't think he put up uh, Serene. Ah, uh, okay. The round before the end. Yeah, but that's that's a default. That's a default. So that doesn't even count. So yeah, Jared never actually got picked. Like never actually got picked. It's insane how there's such sloppy gameplay. Because this is something that they could avoid and that they should know. Like, hey, this is an elimination challenge. We should at least like throw an ally early on to at least throw everyone else off, right? Like, Suri, like, you know, just throw up Izzy on, like, round three, right? That way people aren't able to see the pecking order. But the problem is, like, because everyone's so passive, there's not any mm. true backlash that comes from this, right? We haven't seen it on feeds of people going, like, dang, we really need to, like, consider our options and consider who's really running things in this house. It's just like, oh... You know, I'm mad at Cameron yeah. in red, and the, the, and, now, and I also hate America. This is something I want to bring up because I think this is starting to become a little bit of a recurring theme. Um, we have seen the past couple weeks, especially, um, people make a note to in a, in a conversation or in a diary room that somebody's running the game, somebody is running this house, somebody is pulling all the strings. I need to stop it. And one of two things happens after either they don't do anything with that information. Yeah. Or, oh God, what is the other thing? <laughs> Should we circle um, back? Or they just, get yeah, we'll circle back. Let me, let me, let me recant for a second. All right. Well, Jared wins the HOH competition. It comes down to him and Izzy. Izzy selects the button first and selects the wrong one. This is where my theory of, the mirroring of what was happening on the screen did not directly match up with, with what the buttons were because she goes for C, I believe, when the answer was A. And something tells me that she thought she may have been 
picking A at that moment. But it's not, and Jared wins out of default from that wrong selection. Um, Sari is uh, very happy because Sari says Jared is blossoming into a great player right before her eyes. How nice. I, oh, how sweet. I did figure it out. So either... Okay. Yeah, I did figure it <laughs> out. I did figure it out. Um, either the person who knows this information or has this read doesn't tell anybody, or they tell someone, but it's the wrong person to tell. And it yep. just completely blows up in their face. Um, I feel like that's been a very recurring theme the past couple of weeks, and I think it's just an absolute mess. But yes, Sari is very happy that Jared has won this HOA. She said, that's my boy. He did it. I'm so proud. He's blossoming into a great big brother player. And I think every single fan at home just turned to the camera and went, you don't say, huh? <laughs> it just, yeah. just like that. Everyone had their gym from the office moment. They looked at the camera, just the metaphorical camera, and just. I, I do wonder, uh, casual viewers out there, if you happen to stumble upon our podcast, hi, welcome. Um, hi. We're, we're reality now. We're going to be covering a lot of shows like Survivor, <laughs> Big Brother, other competition shows. Let us know what you want us to cover in the comments. However, casual viewers, let us know in the comments. If you're not following the feeds, please, like, we'd love to know your honest thoughts about uh, the players this season. Who are you gravitating towards uh, purely by watching that the story unfold on the television? I'm very curious to find out. But I yep. thought, I mean, it was, it was kind of funny just because as someone who watches the feeds, as someone who follows Big Brother yeah. on Twitter, um, we we know that that's not exactly the, the shared sentiment with Jared. Um, and we do find yeah. out that Jared is planning on putting up Cam, Red, and Bowie Jane. Those are the three targets, at least initially. And Jag, this is where we have the conversation that we talked about earlier. We, you know, see Jag and Blue are like, hey, well, actually, more so Blue, hey, um, Suri and Felicia, they're running the house. And it's like, finally, okay, good. Yes. We talked about this. Good. We don't need to go more into we're it. Like, we're like, okay, this is this, okay. Keep going. This is good. Mm -hmm. But let's also talk about America. So earlier in our stream today, I said that the edit around America was interesting. The, the What I love about it is that we are finally seeing stuff that America has actively been voicing in the game. But it did make me wonder. It, she used language in this segment like, um, if I win the HOH, which made me like, was this footage after the HOH competition? Was it linear? No, uh, I don't think no. this episode, I don't think this whole episode was really linear at all because yeah. we literally saw a felicious segment about her dropping the mic packs. That was weeks ago. Like, that yes. whole thing was probably a hundred, that was a hundred percent. Not even probably 100% weeks ago. So I think this America edit is very nonlinear. Um, I mean, it's great on paper, but it's very, very, very nonlinear, which kind of has been bringing up a lot of the things that have been kind of going on this week. And Matthew, I'll let you um, start this topic because I think it's appropriate now to talk about Sure. I think there's been a lot going on in the Big Brother house. So again, I just want to preface, if you're a casual viewer, feel free to join us as we talk about this, but we are going to be talking about subjects that have been happening on the live feeds. 
So we did see, what we do know is that we did see a conversation between Jared and Corey, where Jared was apologizing for using the R word uh, about America. Um, and that is about how much we know about the clip. Uh, from what I know, unless anyone in the comment section knows, there is not actually the live feed footage of Jared saying this in regards to America. Um, but based on the fact that Jared admitted to it, and also, um, what's the word? Uh, restricted himself from saying whatever he did say the second time, we can come to the conclusion of what the R word is. So this sort of brings up the conversation of is Big Brother and CBS going to do something about this instance? I, I don't think so. I don't think they're going to do it, which is unfortunate, but I don't have a lot of faith with CBS or the production for Big Brother. I think I was very, very happy when they removed Luke for what he said, because I thought that they were setting the precedent, right? He, you say you do anything against the code of conduct, you get removed from the game. But it, I think a lot of fans knew immediately that Jared would not get removed because he's a central part of the twist. But even then, that's not an excuse to keep someone like that in the game because you set the precedent. You... You know, that's the that's the reason why a lot of fans are outraged. Not just because he used the word. There's outrage for that, justifiably so. It shouldn't say that. And the way he said it, too, there's no defense about it. It is hateful speech. He used it as a derogatory term for America, right? It wasn't a slip-up. It wasn't, it wasn't like in jest. None of that, which isn't okay to begin with. But it was direct hate speech towards America. And so the fact that he won't get removed or he most likely won't get removed is very infuriating because it shows the double standards of CBS. It shows that they're going back to how they used to handle things. And a lot of fans are very, very disappointed. Jack, yeah. before we also hear your thoughts on this, I do want to also just preface this. When we, we learned about this uh over the last two days or today. Um, it also, what I didn't know came to light was I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong here, that another house guest as, as well has also used the term. Is that true? Um, I, I don't, I don't remember for sure. I do know that another house guest, I will say their name, Cameron um, has definitely Maybe not said that word. I'm not clear on that, but I do know he said some very um, offensive and derogatory terms referring to America. Um, and now I will say my piece. Um, I think it's very clear the rule hate speech will not be tolerated using the R word being derogatory towards really anybody that should not be tolerated yep. and it should be treated in the same light as the situation with Luke, both Jared, Cameron, and whoever said really anything. There should not be any excuse. There should not be any any reason for that kind of language in, not generally in the world, not on reality television, not anywhere. And I think 
that this is a problem with the players. This is the problem with the people, but it's a problem with the casting team as well. And I think this is a remarkable issue that is still prevalent today and has been prevalent for basically its entire conception. Reality television casting, they don't do enough. They don't go deep enough. They don't figure, they don't really vet someone hard enough. They've been getting, they've been getting better, but they haven't done enough because we still have people who have thrown terms out, who have said derogatory, horrible things. Um, We still have those people being put on a platform and people see it and people recognize it and people know it. That's not okay. I think it's a problem with the people. I think it's also the root is the problem. Fix the casting. And then that problem will resolve itself. And piggybacking off of that too, the fact that this is a consistent issue with Big Brother is also very telling. It's one thing if they cast gold, right? They don't have any problems, but then there's one house guest that slips through the cracks like I would understand that. I would understand if they casting gets perfect, gets it right every single time, but then, you know, they don't vet someone properly or someone just slips through the cracks and then they get removed from the game. I would understand that, right? Because that's that's being realistic, right? A lot of people, people suck. But yeah. the fact that this has been an issue for so long, right, and the fact that we've had seasons that are very hateful, like Big Brother 15, Big Brother 21, uh, what else? Other seasons, right? And 15 and 21, they're not old seasons. There's not an excuse of, oh, it was a different time. It was early 2000. Like, they were pretty recent. They were modern seasons of Big Brother that have had these issues, and casting still has not done anything. Yeah. And it makes me worried about what we don't see on Survivor, right? Because, like, yeah, I feel like... I was about, yeah, you know, I was about to talk about that. I like, mean... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, the, I think a lot of people are throwing a lot of uh, shame and putting a lot of guilt on Big Brother, but I don't think this should be completely um, unique to that. I think this happens on Survivor. This happens, uh, this could happen on The Amazing Race. This could happen on any reality TV show. It's just that because Big Brother is a live show and we see what happens all the time that we throw all of that onto big brother survivor that's going to get edited out that's not going to be seen amazing race that's not going to be seen however i'd also like to compare the united states big brother to big brother canada because big brother canada doesn't really have these issues a lot really really infrequent compared to the united states big brother there can be problems almost every single season with United States Big Brother. Big Brother Canada, it's pretty rare. And it is, yeah. the casting over there is sometimes problematic, but it's most of the time great. And yeah. I don't understand why we can't have that energy for the United States version of Big Brother. Again, Big Thanks. Brother Canada, they get the casting right a lot. And so naturally, there's going to be someone that slips through the cracks. And Big Brother Canada, they they handle it. I assume. I don't. I'm they not do. particularly they do. They do. Uh, knowledgeable in Big Brother Canada, but from what I've seen, they they 
they strike hard, right? Why they isn't do. that precedent the same? Again, we're super fans of Big Brother. We love the show. You know, we're, we watch the live feeds. It consumes us during the summers. But, but like, why do are these problems still happening years later, years down the line? I feel like CBS should really release a statement of something. I think yeah. they've been fairly mute on this issue. Um, and I don't think this is something that they should remain ignorant towards. I do think some sort of a statement would go a long way. I mean, explain your reasoning. I don't know. I, I, I don't know, but I know that what they're doing now, staying silent on it, isn't a good look in my opinion. Um, and I think that there are fans online who are voicing a similar thing to what we're saying here. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's, yeah. it's a mess. We're, we'll see if anything happens these next couple of days. Um, going back to the episode, just want to throw out before we start talking more about live feeds, uh, Jared does decide to nominate Red and Cameron as expected, as they expected as well. But both of them seem to think the other is the target. Yeah, and I mean, we're seeing kind of a we're, we're kind of seeing a disconnect here because um, the two of them being on the block. I mean, this is obviously the first time that it's happened in the season. It's the first time that both of them have been on the block together, uh, and so we're seeing a bit of a disconnect because they have both been missed, and they've both been led to believe that they are safe because Jared has used language such as. I need you to trust me. I need you to believe in me this week. You're going to be fine. It's, I need you to be a pawn for me this week. We're going to be good. Uh, he said that to both Cameron and Red, and they both believed it because, unfortunately, they are both not capable enough of recognizing that, oh, this is – wait, my alarms are going off. This is not right. I know I'm the target this week. Well, I think we should move on to talking more about the live feeds and what's, what is coming up. So again, if you do not want spoilers about anything that is happening and want to see it play out on the episodes, totally get it. Uh, come join us you know, after Wednesday's episode. But of course, we are streaming on Wednesday and Thursday as well. Um, so let's talk about it. I want to start with America. The other thing I noticed about this edit was gameplay there. But did anyone else feel that it was sort of uh they were giving sound cues and edit like editing clips that made america seem more villainous this episode hmm. let's see when she mentioned targeting uh Suri and felicia and izzy there was some intense music in the background then when jared was walking down the stairs with the box and the keys it sort of uh it cut to america sort of I don't know if it was either rolling her eyes or smiling or something, but I found this was interesting because America did call to Corey. Oh, they're just going to put red and Cameron up and we're all just going to be expected to follow suit. Who does Jared nominate red and Cameron? And it cuts to America laughing and giggling. And then it cuts to Corey watching her. Yeah. Um, I think this is a, I've played a lot of online reality games in my time, right? Like I, I've played for over seven years. I'm, I'm pretty retired now at this point, but yeah, I, I'm gonna put on my um, I'm gonna put on my glasses real quick. Yeah, so I, I played a lot of these, and I kind of understand the position America's been in, and I also have definitely been in that position before, 
where yeah. I have definitely felt like, so this is what's going to happen this round or this week. We're all going to be expected to happen. And I'm just like, and I usually get very mad and very outrageous. And then I either get voted out or evicted. Um, and it happens midway through the game. So I completely understand where America is. And a lot of people may see that as villainous, but I really think it truly is about the eyes and the of the eyes of the beholder. I think the person who is viewing is going to determine that. Matthew, you may say that America is starting to be edited like a villain. I disagree. I think she's a, for, I think she's a freedom fighter. I think she's fighting for uh, agency against the power structure. And to me, that is not villainous. That's someone who wants to play, and that to me is a hero. So it could be a hero to someone. It could be someone who's just looking to play. It could be a villain. It really depends, but you know, it all depends. I don't know. It all depends. Let's also really quickly look at what Corey says in his confessional uh, about America, because I don't think America gets a confessional right at this moment, but Corey says if America gets into trouble, he gets into trouble, and we don't hear anything from America about her perspective at that time, so I found Mm -hmm. it interesting, and again, going back, I also, I'm with you, I want the, I want like I said, I would be happy with Suri winning this season, but I want to see uh, Suri earn it by falling on yes. the bottom one week and having an opposing force um, threaten her side of the house. That's fun. That's big brother. Uh, so to have America, like you said, who is willing to take that shot is something that I am so eager to see. But what I was concerned with also with this episode is that it almost was setting up what felt like America is going to find herself on the block type of storyline for Wednesday and Thursday's episode. Yeah. um, To quickly touch on Suri, um, every time she has played a pretty popular or big reality TV show, we're talking um, Survivor, we're talking Traitors, we're talking Snake in the Grass. Um, If she is not vehemently targeted at the beginning of the game, she will go towards the end and she will either get really close or she'll be like right at like sixth place, seventh place. Um, the one time she wasn't was become was because Tom Westman knew that Sari was the biggest threat on the hero's yep. tribe, gone for her, and sent her home. That is the only time that Sari has ever gone home early because Tom Westman figured it out and had the power with an idol. He, he figured it out. He had the power to do so. Yep. Um, Yet again, Suri is going to slip through the cracks. Suri is going to make it to probably at least sixth place this season uh, unless something drastically changes right now. And America is being edited as this person who is looking to go against that. However, Matthew, I do think you're right because um, to go onto this feeds discussion, again, final spoilers for anybody. Um, okay. There has definitely been discussion this week that America is 100% going to be um, a replacement nominee target. Um, if Cameron wins the veto and takes himself down, then America is a very possible choice for going on the block. However, um, things can change. A lot of things can change and a lot of things have changed um, to the point where now there's probably like four people out on the nomination shortlist right now. Um, you have America... You have Bowie Jane, which was the original plan. Um, you yeah. have Matt as a pawn. Uh, and then you have Jag. Jag. Again. Uh, 
It's wild. It's wild. I, it, it's it's a very fluid house. I don't think anything becomes clear until eviction night on Thursday. Um, but I do think you're right, Matthew. I think this edit is definitely trying to play in to America being a potential target. Um, she's already been talked about being targeted uh, the past week or two. Um, and so this is kind of a buildup of that. I mean, it's very clear editing style. We also saw this episode with Jared at the very beginning. Uh, it, he got a lot of content. We wouldn't normally get that much content from Jared unless something big was going to happen for his game. Lo and behold, he wins HOH. So there comes a lot of his content. Um, that's a trope. And I think America could definitely be falling into that. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, and with that. Oh, yeah, Will. I was just going to say, um, for the Feedsters wondering when the veto ceremony happens, it normally happens tomorrow around, I want to say noon to 1 yeah, Eastern time. One. I think it, it happens really early for our California friends. But, yeah. So yeah. if you want to see the feeds and know what happened and get the spoilers – that's when we'll get the final nominations. Yep. As a fan of America, I am nervous, but we will see well. what happens <laughs> tomorrow. With that, we will be back on Wednesday to talk about the power of veto competition and if the power is used and who is the replacement nom. And then we will be back on Thursday to talk about the live vote and eviction, which we were assured will be happening. Thank you all for joining us and we'll see you next time. Hey guys.